Hello, everybody! It's me, James, and I'm in charge now. For some reason, everybody uh, let me host the podcast. Uh, we'll see how long that sticks. But welcome to the Anime Trending Podcast. As I mentioned before, I am James, your host, and I have with me a wonderful group of, I want to say panelists, but we're not exactly doing a panel, but that's the first thing that popped in my head. So panelists, introduce yourselves. Hi everyone, this is Gracie, jumping back and forth between Girl Taku and this podcast, though. I know I skipped the last one, so I'm back for today, at least. Hey, it's Mehdi. I also missed the last podcast, but unlike James, we only disappear for like a week at a time. It's Nico. I don't remember if I missed the last podcast because my state of existence is constantly changing. Uh, Bruh. It truly is. And it's Quok. Uh, I'm busy all the time. So James is not in charge of the podcast. What, what are you doing on here? <laughs> what, what, why am I here? I'm not even... No, I'm I'm here to help give some fun feedback. It's a nice it's a nice opportunity to cool down and also talk about anime since the entire day is literally work anime, which is very different than fun anime. Um, but yes, yeah, someday we'll just have to actually just interview you, and that'll be a podcast, and it'll be super weird because you'll be like, "Why are you asking me all these?" You know, I got you got to put on your interviewer hat, which automatically adds this extra layer of uh, of like in- dispassionate, you know delivery of all your lines it's true I'll, I'll at that point i'll just start doing it in japanese so you'll have to get a translator as well. perfect <laughs> for the so authentic step feeling one is for you to make your japanese good enough to do no that. it's not good enough for that absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> all right uh let's start with how i believe we've started for several weeks in the past let's do our chart check let's just jump right into it um i've got the week nine charts so these were published on the 12th of september uh and so we've got at number one we've got remake our life uh number two we've got that time i've got re that time i got reincarnated as a slime season two part two uh, in third place we have miss kobayashi's dragon maid s fourth place is the duke of death and his maid uh fifth place is battle game in five seconds five and five very funny very nice uh sixth case sixth place wow i'm reading these titles as i'm speaking and so i'm swapping words around Uh, sixth place is the case study of vanitas uh seventh place is tsukimichi moonlit fantasy eighth place is how a realist hero rebuilt the kingdom ninth place is the detective is already dead and tenth place newcomer to the charts uh in the top tens is sunny boy a I have not watched any of these shows, but Nick seems excited that Sunny Boy finally made it to the top ten. Sunny Boy is like the one thing that I think I am following at all this season. I think it's the most unique experience that we've had, and I think as other viewers have listened, listeners have seen on the show, we, we've talked about Sunny Boy a lot, and I think recent episodes have been really exciting. There's a lot more buzz on it that it finally cracked that top ten, so now it no longer... Like I, I think other people are seeing it the the appeal, and it's not just like the critics who are raving about the show and from their elitist tower. <laughs> it, it's there's ironic. Still, there's still an element because it, again, it's like ranked ten. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like oh, finally. It, exactly. It's ironic because I'm not caught up. I think I stopped after episode seven. So it's like as soon as it got mainstream, my body just sensed it, and it's like I have to stop watching now. <laughs> every but, every hipster bone in your body cried yeah. out in pain. No, I'm, I'm definitely gonna get back to it though. I'm also a couple weeks behind on my other favorite thing this season, being Aquatope on the White Sand. Yeah, that's not in top ten right now. No, yeah, you're hell, missing out, Maddie. The um, the I know I am. It's been it? only great so far. Let me let me actually check real quick. Um, check that chart. Yeah. Uh, regular polls. Nope. I need charts. Top anime. Uh, scrolling, scrolling, scrolling. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's actually not too far. It's fourteenth. It went up since okay. last week. Yeah, that's, uh, that's close. It's, Let's. It's, it still hurts though, because I think I, I think Aqua out of all the anime this season, Aquatope's definitely my number one. I'm sorry, Nick. I know you love Sunny Boy, but I do like Aquatope more. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll have to catch up on both to give my verdicts. But one thing I am caught up on is Slime Season Two because it's 
hype Same. as heck. And that's why it's number two right now. Get it to that number one spot. Thank you. Well, here's the funny thing. It actually dropped from first place last week down to the second place. Yep. Apparently, Remake Our Life was more hype than Slime Season 2. Which part two. I've... <laughs> Well, Slime Season Two was number two, number one for two weeks in a row. So it's it's held. It's the votes are very. That close makes sense. Yeah, it's and like Remake Our Live, Remake Our Live has been holding. Remake Our Life remake. with an exclamation Thank point. Thank you. Uh, that you show put some passion into it. That show has uh, re-entered to number two two weeks ago, on week yeah. seven. Wait, so it, it wasn't even in top ten, and it came back as number two. Recap. It had a, it had a recap, recap episode, didn't it? Yeah. It oh, that's why. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've given plenty of my thoughts on the first three episodes of that show already but i i hear it's getting better and yet not i don't know i just i'm content knowing it's not my show i mean we but, need a yeah. whole Good for review it. if you want me to objectively tell yeah. you exactly what works and what doesn't so sure let's make that a podcast episode let me write that down real quick <laughs> Oh, that pen's not working. Remake. Actually, impromptu. This, our this is life. now officially the Remake Our Life podcast episode. Review no, podcast. No, no, I, no, 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 please. I hope, I hope this isn't suddenly the Remake Our Life review podcast, because I've read some of the manga, and I was interested enough in it to say that I was going to watch the show, mm-hmm. but then, because I was still in the woods when things started airing, I just missed it when it started, and I'm really bad at picking up shows. Like if if I miss the initial broadcast like within the first week or something, it's all over. That's that's it's it. Tough. Oh, I understand yeah. that. I can't. Yeah. It's tough yeah. like that with seasonals, yeah. Yeah, uh, and it's I'm no better with binging because like if I miss the first one, you know, I'm not gonna pick it up seasonally. What makes you expect me to actually like start watching when it's all out and instead of like oh I only have like two or three episodes to catch up and it's like behold the six and a half hours of media that you need to watch. <laughs> yeah. It's like instead of having to eat your way through like one Ritz cracker, it's like, behold, a whole loaf of bread. Go. That's a great analogy, actually. <laughs> I say that, but I, as many of you have probably seen, I am able to just eat an entire loaf of bread in one sitting. <laughs> you do make really good bread. Though. I don't think I ever saw you do that. And I lived with you at one point. So. <laughs> it's because then uh, I was trying what? to practice something known as I was also he was a hiding of that his, household. He was hiding like, his power from us. Is what yeah, it Nick, Nick like. you, you weren't there when James and I brought entire loaves of bread home and ate them. <laughs> it was... It was kind of scary because we'd go to like the bakery and then like the grocery store nearby and we'd buy like a really nice loaf of bread. We'd buy some like cold sliced lunch meat and some cheese. And my intent is like, okay, we're going to eat the cheese and meat now and then we'll eat some of the bread and we'll have more for like (laughs) breakfast tomorrow. And then like two hours will pass and everything will be gone. It'll be like, what happened? (laughs) Okay, so I had no idea this was happening because while we were living under the same roof, I had a job and a career while you two were still, like, finishing students. your last year as college students. Yeah. So, I I don't think I had a financial but, situation where I had to do that, uh, but... Okay. You, 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 that that like that, like of, you make it sound like that's a, uh, like a poor situation to be like in. A, like a peasant actually, eating a piece it's of... It's actually but, pretty damn bougie. To yeah, it sounds like Yeah. <laughs> It was it was nice cheese and like good meat and fancy mm. bread from the posh bakery. Like Ooh. this is not this is not like bologna slices and craft singles on Wonder Bread. This is this is quote unquote this is the artisanal <laughs> rosemary flavored sourdough bread and manchego cheese with sliced <laughs> prosciutto. Like it's 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 fancy. This is rich Nick, people. Nick bread. just wasn't interested because we didn't have any wine to go with it. Exactly. There we go. Yeah. We couldn't satisfy the Italian. It's in like that scene um, <laughs> when Mista in, in JoJo's Part Five when Mista pulls oh my out God, his yes. entire Italian lunch. That's just how we operate. We have yeah, to have yeah, exactly. We have we always have like an Italian salami and bread and the, and, and a, a tablecloth on our personnel at all times, or else your Italian card gets revoked. <laughs> Here, here's the thing: like everybody laughed at that scene because it's definitely played as a joke, but. but Charcuterie boards slap. I love those so much. Mm-hmm. They're so good. I do terrible <laughs> things to my body with those just because I end up eating way too much. They're really amazing. This is only like a giant into metaphor for our, our snooty high class anime tastes. A little bit. Yeah. So what's 
I have a guilty confession to make. So I've never seen Love Life until this week, and I started watching Love Life Superstar for fun, and like I actually unironically enjoyed it, like way way harder I heard, than I expected it to be. I heard it's Uh-oh. a really good entry point because it's like standalone, and I've been curious about it. Like I'm not a huge per- like I was it is Nick entering Idle Hell. <laughs> no, because I don't think I'm at that point. Like, I've enjoyed shows that have, like, idle elements into it. Like, I mean, I love Vivi. Vivi was great. I've always been a huge fan of Macross. Um, mm, and yes. if anyone ever sees the first article I wrote for Anime Trending, it was the uh, <laughs> Anime <laughs> Expo <laughs> review where I got to watch the Okay, but that, that article was amazing. <laughs> That article was hilarious. That was that was a good time. That was just my stream of consciousness um, of just the experience of not knowing like what this fandom was about, and then just kind of it, it was like I just got thrown into a cult, and like I just accepted <laughs> it into my heart. It was pretty great. Yeah, that um, that, that was a wild time too. Uh, you should read it on. Yeah, I'll, I'll send a link. Yeah, <laughs> we'll the the link. we can put it. We can put it in the episode description. I don't remember. I'm the like ninety percent certain I was in like an adjacent room or like a floor above or a floor, floor below while that was going on. We could hear you through the building. Oh, that was it. Was wild because yeah, Mamoru was Miyano was there, <laughs> not just like the four thousand yeah. other people in that building. <laughs> <laughs> it was only me. <laughs> God, I miss miss conventions. We all oh. do. Anyway, but that's a conventions are a topic for an episode. And if you don't believe me, then if only you could see our schedule that's posted uh, in our super secret. Secrets. Spoilers. Goodness, uh, yeah. No, let's change that from a spoilers to stay tuned and look forward to our convention episode. Um, now it's going to be a piece of lost media because we're never going to release it. We're just going to like allude to it. We're going to record it for fun, and then we're going to paywall it or something. I don't know. I mean, we totally it's cost can. you a shiny nickel in order to listen to the con the uh, conventions episode. We'll premiere it whenever the next convention happens. <laughs> I mean, yeah. technically, anime... uh, the next convention happens. Oh, that's true. Uh, the next convention in, like, has happened. It's just w- the next convention. Just one of us actually attends. The next oh, high profile. Yeah, one of us attends. Oof. The next high profile one is Anime NYC. That seems to be steaming along, and um. New York Comic Con, Funimation already announced their list of panels for that convention Naughty. as well. When is Anime NYC? Uh, November. November. Mm. Not enough time for us to fly out. Um, I and think New York Comic Con. Like, bold of you to assume. New York yeah. Comic Con is next month, October 7th. Oh, you know what's also next month? And I'm actually like. The, the reason why I can't make it to that con is totally reasonable, and I'm very excited for it, but also when I saw the date for, uh, it's the Anime Nebraska Con. Oh, that one. Yeah, uh, which is the same weekend as another thing that I'm already busy for, so I'm super bummed that I can't go, but the reason why I'm missing it is far superior in every aspect, so. Anyway. Do you tell. She's yeah, not gonna, gonna tell us. <laughs> oh, I, I'm going to a wedding. Oh, <laughs> Who are you marrying? <laughs> you nice silly um, <laughs> if it's yeah, not your surprise. wedding then is it really more exciting yes because this is the first wedding that I've been invited to uh, let me let me rephrase that uh, every other wedding I have attended to it has been my family has gotten an invitation to the wedding this is the first time that I individually have gotten you an invitation to the so that means when you got the card it said to James yes I see I got invited so, to one wedding that didn't happen because of COVID. Yeah, my cousin, uh, she was supposed to get married. Uh, oh yeah, last actually, year that'd be that'd be two weddings. <laughs> I just realized. Yeah. yeah, it's it's several several events, um, but yeah. Anyway, uh, cons at some point we'll record a con episode, and it'll either be like highlights or horror stories, or maybe one of each. Um, because horror stories can be fun to commiserate with, but let's be honest, a podcast full of like, oh man, sadness, uh, not always fun to listen to unless you can find a way to turn it into a joke. I mean, I'll be real. I don't think I have horror stories. It's more just super lit times that may or may not get, um, that we probably Too lit. have had copious amounts of alcohol at conventions or something. Yeah, those are also <laughs> my horror st- Well, one of them. Oh, the possibly. Stories. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some one say, person's horror stories <laughs> and other person's like, okay. Yes. I mean, my, mine are also not like 
terrible, tragic things. Not uh, mostly because I'm good at my job and understand how planning works, and so I, I make sure that I'm well prepared mm-hmm. for stuff. But it's mostly like as a press person doing something and then immediately going, "Oh, cringe! That was terrible. Why did you do that?" Oh, um, right. you had the press experience. At that yeah, point. and then also also um, not being inebriated, but being around like inebriated congoers is always interesting. Oh man, yeah, I. <laughs> Sorry, you saying that reminded me. Fight, let's go. Oh, it's, you reminded me of the bar incident that happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I won't say That's names, but man, that was that was a wild trip. Like, holy that was something shoot. that I'd heard happened to people, but oh, I've never wait, seen it. You? That I was. Were you not? Pr- that it literally. No, no I was there. there that, yeah, yeah. Kind of slowly, but that surely, kind of incident. This is becoming the con horror stories episode. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Mention that. Uh, that's that's the teaser. Uh, a thing happened once. Moving on. Today's actual top. Yeah. Uh, next week on Dragon Ball Z. Um, <laughs> no, we don't actually record next week, so don't find out next week. Uh, but with that, let's move on to our actual topic. See, Medi's better at being host than I am. He keeps me on track. Medi, do you want to host? No. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. Anyway, uh, today's talk. <laughs> Today's podcast episode is uh, news. Speaking of like press and news and things, we do stuff more than just the charts. uh, And I would encourage you to investigate some of our news coverage because I think it's really neat. And I don't say that as somebody who writes some of it. Um, I like to check the site for information and updates. And so today we're kind of doing a news roundup because the season is not, you know... How do I put this place on? We've had more exciting seasons this year. uh, And so we're looking at looking at other topics to talk about and one of the things that i realized after coming back from the woods is i had no idea what was going on so i got brought up to speed on a lot of the like the plot lines on different shows and what i should watch and what i shouldn't uh but then i was like digging through the backlog of all of our old articles going like whoa that was a thing how did i miss that and then the immediate response is oh yeah woods <laughs> so no we decided <laughs> yeah We've decided, uh, in the event that you are also like me and totally disconnected from the internet, except for the ability to listen to this podcast, that we would bring you some of Anime Trending's finest recent news. Uh, so everybody's brought, like, an article or two to talk about. Or, like, a, a, an announcement or whatever. So, uh, alright, class, it's time for show and tell. Oh my god. Who wants to go first? Oh my god. If nobody volunteers, I'll go first, because I think mine is one of the shortest ones. I think you need uh, to go first to give ones. us an example, James, or a teacher, James. All right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, be a host. James Sensei. Um, I'm very excited, uh, because I believe it was just a day or two ago as of this recording, the Odd Taxi Blu-ray uh, pre-release campaign cleared 2,000 pre-orders, uh, which means that the set is now going to come with the Donraku eraser which if you have watched odd taxi you would know that that's a tiny piece of rubber that has effectively ruined the life of a human being like one specific person has just gotten ho like his entire life has changed for the worse because of that eraser um and if you are confused by what that means i encourage you to watch odd taxi to find out uh but i'm super hyped because i you know love seeing the campaign progress more smoothly I, it doesn't end until the end of September, so it's still got like two weeks left. And I still uh, gotta buy the next, mine. The next goal, the next goal is a pretty big one. Instead of going from like eighteen hundred to two thousand, is now two thousand to three thousand. But if they get three thousand pre-orders, the box set is also going to come with an Otokawa figure, which oh, is that's kind cool. of amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna buy uh, a thousand. I <laughs> do it. Why not? Um, I have ordered mine. I have pre-ordered mine. Uh, and I, uh, mine plural, not singular, because I'm a fool and don't understand how to budget correctly. It's like that drill tweet of like, please help, my family is starving. And the budget for Odd Taxi Blu-rays is like... You're the type of person who would spend um, however many yen on an eraser. Yes, I'm the type of person who would spend, <laughs> uh, oh gosh, it was 100,000 yen? 100,000 like yen on an eraser. I think it was 100,000, yeah. Was it... Like, they didn't even know how much, like, hype that the, the box set was going to get. Because I thought, wasn't there, like, a milestone to, like, that, like, they had to have a set number of people to just order yeah, it so in general? Yeah, when the, so, when the Blu-ray came out, it was like, hey, we'd like to do a Blu-ray, co- you know, a Blu-ray box set for this. But, and we'll take your, you know, we're not going to charge you until we get 
you know, a number of pre-orders, but we're not going to actually like produce it until we get confirmed 300 sets ordered. Like mm-hmm. it, this was one of those like Kickstarter, it not a, it wasn't on Kickstarter, but it's like Kickstarter kind of thing where it's, Hey, we're, we're, this is what it is. You can buy into it, but unless we reach this threshold, it's not going to happen. And then they easily cleared 300 and they're like, okay. And then much like Kickstarter, there were stretch goals. And the important one, I think for me was a thousand because that's when they opened it up to overseas shipping and also said that they would include English subtitles. That, yeah, that was a huge one. And then so oh, shout out nice. to Japan for letting us yeah. buy so, have the, the privilege to purchase <laughs> this in general. <laughs> yeah, it's thank pretty you. nice to yeah. have like one Blu-ray release with English subs instead of you know licensing hell can be like that or it's yeah yeah it's and i think the reason why they're able to do that is because the the people offering this box set are it is pony canyon they are the ones that you know they're on the production committee i believe and they're kind of in charge of all the licensing so they are the primary like rights holder and so they you know it's their it's their show basically and so they can go uh be like yeah sure we're gonna put it out with with english subtitles because the subtitles already exist because Crunchyroll had to sub them, and I, it's probably not too difficult for it to be like, hey, Crunchyroll, you already subbed all this, can we just get the yeah, subs? Yeah, I like just find that interesting, because whatever? there's, even in the cases of things like by Pony Canyon or other producers, like, I know the shows have gone to High Dive, for example, Sentai Filmworks releases the Blu-ray on their own, like, separate from the Japanese. Yeah. And it sometimes comes with different bonuses, or with yeah. different whatevers. Um, so, uh, and I'm hoping they use the Crunchyroll subs because the Crunchyroll subs have been really nice, uh, especially taking care of lyrics with Yano when he raps. They were quite, the oh, they were very well done. Time. They're very well done. I, I can tell yeah. you though, that there are so many, not that it's any fault of the subbers, but just, um, or translators, I mean, but just due to how some things like can't possibly be translated, like there was some incredible wordplay Yano had going on that was not. Like it was just impossible to get in the English, um, and such is such is the tragedy of losing things in translation. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what like my point is about this. I just want to share that fun fact, and like everybody should just learn Japanese to appreciate Yano's sick (laughs) rhymes. Yeah, it's kind of like in English you have rhymes or puns, right? That's really tough. Well, exactly. There were some Mm -hmm. puns that like you can probably hear in the Japanese. But like, there's no way to keep the meaning and the pun right. together while translating. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, I'm super excited for my Odd Taxi Blu-rays. I it's funny because I've you know I placed my pre-order uh, for the two of them, and now I have to wait until like March. Like the the nice thing is that all these extra goodies are getting made, but and they're all going to come in the set. But the funny and almost a little bit sad thing is every time they reach a new stretch goal, they have to make a new thing. So they have to, like, get the erasers manufactured. And for the insert songs, they have to now have somebody write the insert songs and then get the cast in to record them and 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 all of that extra. Like, that's going to take a lot of extra time, which I think is, you know, it, it's... I'm happy, but it also means it's probably going to take longer than I initially, than they initially I'm expected. I'm going to be real. I'm just using the opportunity to pre-order mine, like, as we record this podcast. Because I'm <laughs> putting it off. And I'm like, I need go. to get this thing. You have to make... Here's the thing. you got to jump through kind of a lot of hoops. I think you've already ordered off the Pony Canyon International Store. Surprisingly, uh, so I have not. Account. Okay, then you have to make an account. Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll reminder, too, for a lot of okay, people, they might... A lot of the stuff that Odd Taxi, the official Twitter account, treats in Japanese. It will send you to the Japanese website. Make sure you find the English one, because the English one will ask... For, for English information or overseas information. Oh. Otherwise, the Japanese one will ask for your address in Tokyo, which you or Tokyo, not Tokyo, in Japan, and be asking. Yeah, like you have to be specific. You have to be regions. very, well, to be very specific you because that. you can order, you can pre-order the Odd Taxi Blu-ray off of the Japanese site or off of the international site. Mm-hmm. And you have to be very careful about where you order it from. So uh, I'll do everyone a favor if you care about Odd Taxi. Um, I'm going to put the yep. link to the overseas. I, I see uh, now what what happened. Yeah, and. Yeah. On on Twitter, uh, the English seems to be like tweeted by Pony Canyon Shop versus yeah. the Odd Taxi Twitter. Versus account. the Odd Taxi. So I'll put the link that I used um into the into the podcast description so that you can just click on that and it'll take you to the uh the overseas international landing page. Uh because as far as odd taxi merch goes, that's the only um Wait, That's the sorry. only only the Blu-ray ships internationally. They have, uh, if you go to the webpage specifically, like the Japanese one for the goods and whatnot, 
they have like a sticker set and they're reissuing the odd taxi shirt but those are only available in the japanese pony canyon store which means that you can't have them shipped directly overseas so i have to go through a proxy you know what's interesting that i'm just finding out so if you order it from the english side the price is twenty five thousand yen um on the japanese one it's twenty seven thousand five hundred yen yeah save money by being not japanese (laughs) (laughs) i'm not sure what's going on there yeah honestly yeah it's actually kind of funny though uh the shipping also though is like dirt cheap for international shipping, it's twenty dollars. It was two thousand. Oh, nice. Can, can I just great. say, by the way, we all. Love oh, it might be taxi. taxes. I think it's taxes. I'm thinking odd oh, taxes. Yeah. Taxes. yeah. Hey. Because no, we don't need to talk about taxes. Moving on. <laughs> okay, moving on. Moving on to more. Moving on to more like announcements and tangentially. Before the, uh, we move on, I need everybody to know that James and Gracie have both like been catching up on odd taxi, and as of this recording. You have one episode left, right? We have one yeah. episode left, yeah. yeah. Oh, Hype. Enjoy. Yeah, it's going to be very fun. We've also done like enough odd taxi conversation. Uh, <laughs> We've had so many already in the know previous what's episode. Going also, also when you were gone, out. James. <laughs> yeah, so we, we promise not to have, we promise not to do any more odd taxi conversation until my Blu-ray are li- uh, arrives in the mail, and then I'm going to talk about it again. And then Beautiful. that podcast episode is uh, ASMR Blu-ray unboxing. <laughs> I will. I will. It doesn't even have to be audio only. I will video. I will video. Get like a camera set up and I will yeah, video yeah, yeah. opening it. I'll put it on social uh, media. And then t- jumping to taxes real quick. Doing that means that I am producing content for this platform using the purchase. So I'll just write it off on my taxes and business expense. Ta-da. Talk about some odd taxes. Anybody made that hey. joke no, yet? No, oh, no, no. What does a tax account have to do to not hear about taxes? <laughs> Anyway, um, speaking of Blu-rays, ever so briefly, my my other second topic, um, just because it's too good of a segue, uh, <laughs> there's been an announcement for a second season, and by second season, I mean like another probably two 14-minute OVAs, for Fate Grand Carnival, which I'm super excited about, because I think Fate Grand Carnival's great, and I remember watching a little bit uh, during, I think, like the Aniplex Online Fest, like last year or something, um it was really cool i'm very excited i can't watch it anywhere there's that's not streaming anywhere and there's no like overseas blu-ray release there was a japanese one uh which is great because it means the japanese fans can get their hands on it but like i don't have any way to watch this show uh and they're announcing a second season and there's an english website like there's an english website for fate grand carnival now nice like the official usa website where's my blu-ray aniplex they're probably doing like a (laughs) two-year delay just like how how just like FGO. F- FGO for real is to make it extra painful. <laughs> yeah, I, I have no that. idea why they're not doing it, but it, it's hard. I don't know how they're releasing this weird kind of schedule. Like, where where would they put it? Um, unless it's they until just, it's like all out, maybe then they'll put it on. But it's such a weird maybe, schedule. Yeah, it's been it's been a while since they announced the the first one too. Mm-hmm. Like since the first mm-hmm. like quote unquote. So did you watch any of it at all? Or are no, you just, I like, watched a tiny clip of it when it was. I watched a tiny clip of it when it was available um, online for like the for like one of those online conventions. Mm-hmm. But I've been playing it very straight and narrow and not going to the you know the super secret Yarhar fiddly dee pirate sites oh. to watch it. Which you know I'm a good noodle, but I can only be a good noodle for so long because I know, for example, like uh carnival phantasm like the original parody type moon show there's no physical media for that like anywhere so the only way that you can get it is if you steal it yeah and there's like literally no way to even there's no way like that actually goes to the other subject i have there's literally no way to like even consume the media that carnival phantasm's based on in the u.s um and they just released the sukihime remake but it's not available in na at all which is no. really sad because that's like the one thing that I really want to play. Um, so I don't know if that just means you have to wait for like a fan translation patch because I think they're honestly leaving a lot of money on the table by not localizing money, it. Yeah. But also because like they're already releasing the fighting game in North America as well. That is going to be based on like the story from the Tsukihime remake. Oh, uh, Melty Blood? Yeah, the new Melty Blood. Yeah. Yep. Nice. I don't know. I'm gonna boil it down to licensing. It, 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 it's it's really licensing. Get it together. It, it, I want to give you money, but you're not yeah. giving me <laughs> opportunities to do that. And I it's, don't 
it's the same reason why like you need channels outside to help do it because of different laws a lot of it has to do with rating laws rating age ratings for instance this is just one example age ratings in the united states are vastly different than how it is in europe and then True. australia also has its own rating system like here in the states we're familiar with like e for everyone or r17 or uh, mm-hmm. teenagers and then in europe they have like their zero ratings and australia they have their own ratings as well too so a, a lot that's just one element of when it comes to like localization and importing outside of japan another is just legal boundaries and just abiding to a lot of the different terms of services which makes it a bit challenging as well too mm-hmm. um type moon again is a predominantly japanese company that doesn't really sell outside of japan um fgo is, ex- is you know one of the exceptions because they had the system with aniplex um so we'll see because I don't know how involved Aniplex is with this Type Moon project, um, but they need help to get pushed out. And the fact that it's just Type Moon themselves is probably also why we are not getting yeah, it out probably yet, which is really weird. That. It's like the arc- they're kind of a little bit archaic in a lot of ways. I remember there was something where Nasu was on record saying that like he doesn't want his work translated because it would end up losing the meaning of like the writing that he put in, and so. I, I don't kinda, know I if I can agree it. with that. I don't. I don't respect. I mean, that at I, all. I think, I think, it, I think it's that's like way too. Me. It's way too extreme of a mindset. But like, I get where he's coming from because, like, I have seen what bad translation can do to things. Yeah, but if that's the case, then don't you want to be participating in the translation process so that you can? That's that's a good point. Like, yeah, because the alternative is some rogue fan translator goes out, and that's one of the things. Um, that got brought up a lot, not to like, ooh, anime Twitter discourse, but um, is the thing of like, a lot of like English speaking anime fans have had to deal with fan subs for so long that are like subpar, or, like machine translations, like not great, not done by like professional translators, mm-hmm. that they've become so accustomed to bad or sometimes even like unideal translations that when you get one that's done by somebody who studied both languages extensively and works as a translator for a career, they like riot because it's not the this isn't the way that we want it, which is also kind of bad. It's like how Americans love Hershey's chocolate, even though it's got that terrible sour taste because it uses fresh milk instead of condensed milk, which curdles the milk during the chocolate making process, which is why British chocolate is superior than American chocolate. And uh, long story short, uh, (laughs) Americans like bad tasting chocolate because that's what they're used to. And some anime fans like badly translated shows because that's what they're used to yeah that's that's one way to so sum that's up a, that that's discourse. a weird analogy but okay um may, may i provide an update i, I have purchased my odd taxi pre-order woo-hoo! and was redirected to the front page of the pony canyon store which immediately featured a review starlight banner ah uh, yep. <laughs> they know you they know you very well <laughs> no it's actually like just one of many things on the front page so that's just no, no that's target marketing they know you oh yeah of course no, it's just one of the scrolling banners because I got the same like review starlight thing. Yeah. It really is. But yeah, fake, fake, fake carnival. Not carnival fantasy. Fake grand um, carnival. Carnival. We'll see how it goes. Again, I, I'm chalking it up to, to licensing. It really is just licensing hell, and it's a lot more complicated to, to do when it comes to overseas licensing than meets the eye. We're just so it's the same thing. We're just so used to it just being available on Crunchyroll, Funimation, or Amazon, or or Netflix. That that process seems so so smooth and seamless, yet behind the scenes it is a whole hot mess and extremely complicated. Um, there's some localization projects in the works that once they are announced, um, will definitely be really fun to to dissect and talk about when it happens. But there's definitely quite a bit in the works, and if it does happen. Uh, we we will definitely dive into that more as well. If it does happen, I'm gonna like pay money for it. Exactly, that's same. what I that's what I want to do. I mean, we all will. I mean, heck, uh, they were able to get Emiya Gohan today's menu for Emiya Family Switch game out, but mind you, that also had some interesting localization th- yeah, complaints too. It, pretty much, there was no English audio. It was the full Japanese thing, and all they changed was just the, from Japanese text to English text, and that's it. And it was only available through download. No box release, no this nothing was else. The, the Switch game? Yeah, the Switch game, yep. Mm-hmm. So they've done it, but 
Again, well, I was also we'll going to say with Emmy Gohan like anime release, they were able to do like a one episode a month, a month VA yep. release schedule, with Crunchyroll like, no mm-hmm. problem through a licensor with Crunchyroll. So I, I, I just don't understand why this is like a thing. Yeah, I know there's and extra hoops. My instincts just release, say but... it's Type Moon doing what Type Moon not necessarily do best. does best, but do that they do what they know best, and that's be very unhelpful with overseas localization definitely one day we'll get there someday i mean we can we can complain and 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 rattle our swords as much as we want but it's not actually (laughs) what are five what are five schmucks recording a podcast gonna be able to do about it i'm just gonna go ahead and just watch it right now you you underestimate one of these schmucks powers i'm not (laughs) not referring to myself (laughs) anyway does anybody else have any updates i i do have i think yeah a piece of news or just fun life stuff that's like i had so many uh ways to segue into this like common threads so uh we talked about the yeah we talked about the odd taxi the blue ridge i just bought and like the hoops to jump through that navigating the japanese store and japanese currency uh to buy here and then you guys just talked about the emiya gohan game on switch um so today or I guess tomorrow in Japan, um, the Switch edition of Bang Dream Girls Band Party, normally a mobile game, it just released for Switch. And so I was curious. And just a little earlier today, I I managed to download it on my Switch. I actually haven't sat down to play it yet. Wait, it was available overseas? So that's the funny thing about the Nintendo Switch is... You have oh, to jump did you through change? Hoops, did you change you the story Japanese? So here's the thing. You can just add accounts onto your Switch. Right, right. Um, so so I made a... I already had one, but I had to make a new one. Uh, Japanese Nintendo account. And then I added it to my Switch. And so then you're just on the Japanese eShop. No problem. The trick is, how do you get money uh, on the Japanese eShop? Like, Because you can't use your US credit card. I thought PayPal might work, but Nintendo does not like that account linking to my American PayPal account. So what you do, what I did, is buy a prepaid um, Japanese eShop card on PlayAsia. Yeah! And then use the download code to add funds to your Japanese like eShop account. And so then I downloaded that game. That's, That's how I buy music on my Japanese iTunes account. Is I go to one of those like iTunes gift card code websites. Yeah, it's a mess with iTunes too, and that's what I I've yet to actually download like a Japanese mobile game onto my phone, but I might start doing that more now. But yeah, that's uh exciting, I guess. It it seemed like a relevant thing with you know, just importing things. It's not like I know for sure that this won't come like with an official English release, but I'm skeptical and it would be a long time if it did. Yeah. Um, it, I do find it interesting though, that you brought up the like, Oh yeah. Uh, bang dream switch game is out. Didn't you just uninstall the mobile game from your phone? You are correct <laughs> because here's the thing. I did not like the gameplay on my phone because it was just an awkward, like screen size and layout for me, I guess. Like I just couldn't, I couldn't vibe with it. And I only first downloaded it uh, a couple months ago. And then I got bad gotcha pulls on, like, the banner I cared about. And I'm like, I'm not spending money on this game. I'm like, okay, I'm good. The Switch game does not have the same gameplay issues as the phone because it's a totally different screen and I can play with buttons or even motion controls if I want. And because it's, like, a home console release, the gotcha element is also not there to tempt me. Hooray! So, hopefully, it was money well spent. We'll see. For context, for those who do not follow Bang Dream, this, is this the rhythm game? It is a rhythm game. Yes. Okay. And they, it's it's a full price game, but because it's on the Switch, there's no microtransactions. Yeah. Uh, well, I, think... I shouldn't say that because Pokemon Unite is microtransaction. But yeah. For a second, I thought I. I immediately downloaded the demo, and then I'm like, oh, this is just a demo, duh. Because I was like, why did it let me download this for free? I must have gotten a demo. But for a second, I was like, is it free to play with microtransactions? No, I, I think they let you get some of the in-game currency and, like, get some of, like, the gotcha limited characters. But it's, like, I don't think the game's going to update very much. I think it's already, like, dated, too, compared to the content the mobile game has. 
beautiful. Yeah, well, I mean, there's more incentive to produce for the mobile game because the mobile game is going to be the thing that prints money because it's gotcha. Exactly, yeah. Well, that's all very exciting. Yeah. Digi well, games. Uh, not yet. I had to. Uh, I had to record a podcast. So. Right. Oh, did you just get it today? Yeah, it only came out today. Oh, right. Yeah. You said that like three or four it's minutes cool. ago. My also, I was like... responsible and ate dinner before this recording, and that's another reason why I didn't play. <laughs> ah. Yeah, food. So pesky and inconvenient, having to like eat and sleep and stuff. What other right. adventures have everyone been on? Yeah, we. It's been. Uh, we've had two people present. I Anybody else? watched um, the Heike story today, which uh, came out with the first episode on Funimation. Uh, oh, that's out? I thought we had more time. Yeah, oh, no. no. I have to... <laughs> it's really good. Uh, but before I go into it, for anyone who might be confused, because it's coming out at a unique time, definitely not our usual scheduling program. It is a series. It is not a movie. I saw some people online asking about that. So if anyone's listening, wondering, it is a series. And the first episode came out, and it's directed by Naoko Yamada-san, who is famously known to be a director with Kyoto Animation previously. Uh, The Sakuka blog people have actually written a really, really well-done article about her departure from Kyoto Animation and essentially said that it signaled the end of an era, which is insane. Um, But it's not a completely surprising move. Apparently, a lot of Kyoto animation animators and employees have been resigning in the last few years. And uh, one, one particular one said that he would temporarily take a break from, or like temporarily just take a hiatus from anime but is already starting to show up again in other areas or in other anime projects not to do with Kyoto animation and a lot of people have been wondering why she left and um why people are leaving Kyoto animation especially when Kyoto animation has an extremely extremely good reputation for the way they treat their animators and the way that they schedule out their anime and The answer is simply, you know, we don't really know the exact reasons for it, but, you know, it's okay and we should accept the fact about that. The uh, Kyoto animation everyone knows went through a terrible arson attack a few years back, and it shouldn't be surprising for people to leave the studio or leave the animation company after something so tragic because... A lot of those people they lost um, lives were friends. You know, they were people that they, you know, their families might have been close to even. And it could be extremely emotionally triggering for either the survivors who were not in any shape or form harmed during the attack because they were elsewhere or people who survived the actual attack to go back to a company that has gone through something very hard and tragic. So... Yeah, it's traumatic. Yes, oh, exactly. Absolutely. So more than anything is we should celebrate the fact that Naoko Yamada-san has appeared fierce and strong with a new anime project, an uh, anime original that she is clearly very passionate about, and that the people from Kyoto Animation who left are you know, still pursuing their passions just in other areas now. And the people who remain at Kyoto Animation still continue to passionately do what they want to do. And do not forget, Yamada-san has actually mentored quite a bit of people in Kyoto Animation. And based on the, from when the news had come out, which is early September, so like less than two weeks ago, um, from what the Sakuga people know is the her protégés are still at Uh, Kyoto Animation. So it is essentially a new era for Kyoto Animation and potentially a new era for anime as a whole, for all we know, since Kyoto Animation is quite uh, influential. Uh, But that's basically the little spiel behind the anime itself and the the director who is helming the story. On to the anime itself, though. I watched the premiere episode of the Heike story or Heike Monogatari, if you want the Japanese name. And I love it already. (laughs) The first episode (laughs) was so good. Uh, I think the animation art style of Science Saru, which is where this anime is getting animated and produced now, is 
impeccable for the story that it's trying to tell because it's historical fiction. So the character design, the way that it blends like the traditional Japanese art that we're very familiar with, with like it has a similar style to the wave, you know, which is probably one of mm-hmm. um, the most famous arts to come from Japan. And so, it, oh, uh, Hokusai is great wave of Kanagawa. Yes, yes, exactly. Like it's like a type of modernized style of that, and it's just beautiful 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 with the historical fiction and just a drop of magical realism it's just right up my alleyway and i'm just so excited to see where it's going and i love stories that have like age gaps between the protagonist not in a romantic way i have to point that out (laughs) 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 need to make that very very clear (laughs) but um not in a romantic way but there is an age gap so we've got an older adult who actually already have kids and then we have a really really young girl and they both share this unique power that's like um different sides of the coin but you know in similar vein to each other and i just i just cannot wait to see where it goes so that's my full-on fangirl gushing now so yeah (laughs) i mean that you've sold me i gotta make sure to actually start watching it quick question though this was the premiere it was like a couple days ago is it gonna start airing weekly from like now or is this one of those like early episodes so they're just starting in the middle of the uh, summer season, I guess? It's not and middle anymore season. because we're actually reaching the end of the fall and, season. Yeah. So. Okay, so we can just call it a super early pre-release for, oh, the, for, uh, fall. for the fall mm-hmm. season. Yes, yeah. yes. Also, so, Sai and Saru doesn't... They're, they're in their own dimension, man. They're, uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> they, they've earned it. They don't care about your scheduling rules. Well, uh, annotation. It's actually not Sai and Saru that dictates this. Yeah, so, that's, that's more quick, of producers, yeah. right? So this is why I'm here, even though I'm super busy. Fact-checking. So, Literally, Heike Story, it, it is an original, but it is loosely based on the modern adaptation of a Japanese, I believe, epic story called The Tale of the Heike, which is some 13th century um, story about, I forgot, some clan. I don't remember the clan. I wish I had that note. It's a, a very politically influential uh, Japanese clan uh, during the 13th century. And we're going to get shamed so hard by one of our friends. We're going to get though. shamed. Oh, yeah. Um, but Hideo Furukawa, he did a modern like translation of it and released a book. And that's what this anime is adapting. Um, Keynote 2 with Sain Saru. Um, they're also, I think, one of the few studios like Kyoto Animation that pays salary. Um, so that's also potentially one thing that makes it attractive with that studio. But with this anime, I believe the producers includes Pony Canyon and a bunch of other companies. Plan. Sorry, I just Thank only you. remembered. <laughs> Thank you. I pre- you saved my butt for not remembering. <laughs> um, well, but I was Billy, kind of Billy. ashamed of myself because I read a lot of Japanese history. So the <laughs> fact that I couldn't remember, I was like, oh, no. <laughs> so, but anyway, At the same time, there's so much Japanese story. Like, science are just oh, working on... It's almost like this country that's been around for thousands of years. Yeah, so much story, yeah. Like Spoiler about alert, right? I mean, science is mean, interesting there's one, There's like too. a brief 20-minute YouTube video that tells you everything you ever need to know about history. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. One already called The History of Japan, who who, who probably ha- may or may not have seen it already. Many, Bill many works times. History of Japan is actually only like 10 minutes long. I know. <laughs> it's like I think that. History of the Entire World, I guess, is about 20. Yes, that yeah, was about twenty. There was, was there was one period of time where like I don't remember who in the household started watching that video, but I think uh, it was probably James because whoever else came to the house, if you were like the first person who, and you hadn't seen his video, it's like oh, time to watch this video again. <laughs> yeah. So I think James and and friends who had seen it had probably collectively shown the history of Japan video to like at least 100 people at this point like in the same yeah. household and i'm just like oh my goodness that thing came out while i was enrolled in a japanese history <laughs> so i and was you... kind of like having a ball that's so funny oh it, was, it was a good video um but back to the fact checking uh fuji tv just started its own uh, streaming service or has been for a while called fod i think it's like fuji tv on demand what's interesting about this is fuji tv also i believe is the one behind noitama um they no tamina yeah which is the animation block yes which had like the promise neverland both the koi which was which then got on to amazon prime video when we had that brief year where a bunch of anime was only available through amazon prime video such a weird time um but they are part of the production committee i believe as well and very heavily involved oh no sorry plus ultra that's their that's their block 
Ah, um, plus Ultra. Ultra. But yeah, some yeah. of their shows made it onto Netflix, like Count Tuesday, B Star, and BNA, mm. Great Pretender. This is a huge shift because this show won't be airing in Japan until winter on TV broadcasts 2022. But they already have it on Fuji TV Weekly with Funimation and Billy Billy. So in a way, this is a live stream first and then TV broadcast, which is quite rare for a lot That's of shows. Mm-hmm. So this is really exciting. This um, definitely seems to be a trend. I remember, uh, I guess it was last season, like random. It, yeah, it was Jordan, that anime. Like we got basically in Japan, it streamed on Hulu a week before it aired on TV. But that meant, like in the West, we got it on Crunchyroll the same time as Hulu. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. That does. Yeah. It's starting to happen more. So the landscape is changing. It's it's interesting to see where it's going to go. I think right now people are really happy about it. This may end up having some consequences that we didn't factor in, though. So we'll see. Oh, definitely. Oh, I, um, uh, out of curiosity, Quack, I would the high case story just to be listed for the charts starting in the fall season? Then because by then only like three episodes would have come out. So. Based on what we've historically done, yes. Just like when Attack on Titan final season came out early last year, we included it into the winter season mm-hmm. um, because it came out December, which was fall 2019. And yep. it included it into winter 2020 or is it 2020? I don't even remember now. Wow, my years are blurring. No, that was, no, Jujutsu Kaisen came out then. So it would be 2020, 2021. No, I don't even it, remember now. What is year, going it's on? It's this year, yeah. So this year, thank you. Yeah, I was also like, uh. Yeah. <laughs> COVID, man, I'm, I'm yeah, getting my the, days messed the up. The two years, like 2020 and 2021 just got like eaten together. It really has. Uh, yeah. I'm lucky to have some milestones going on, at least to help me keep track of time. Like nice. Like camp and starting, starting up another phase of my life. And here's the funny thing. This script writer for the Heike story is very busy. She previously worked on Art Day. She's working on the Heike story. She's also working on Blue Period, which is coming out this um, in a couple of weeks. And she's working on another a TV anime or anime film that's coming out in December. So she's really busy. Um, wow. Her name insane. is Reiko Yoshida-san. And yeah, she, she's been heavily involved with Kyoto Animation because she wrote, she worked on the script for all of our favorite and I think all all of us have enjoyed this anime, uh, Violet Evergarden, if you have not heard I of it. I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot, too. Yep. It's a good one. And, of course, I'll get around to watching it at some point. Somebody give me their login info for Netflix. <laughs> well, Netflix is a little finicky when it comes to that, so... But why digress? Um, once yeah, that's once quick... we figure me out, we can figure everyone out. Let's yes. just put it that way. Well, what I'm gonna... <laughs> what I'm actually gonna do is is wait until I have... And the critical mass of shows already exists, but I'm just gonna, like, wait until I have a lot of downtime and just, like, get one of those free trials and just only watch anime for, like, a week. Understandable. And, of course, our good... I, I don't know if Friend is right because we just briefly interviewed him and promoted his soundtracks. Uh, Kensuke Ushio, he is back with the soundtrack for this. Who also worked for on the Sign Boys. Yeah, for AK, yep. Would instantly nice. watch for Ushio's music. Oh, I, I never realized yeah. how distinct his music was until like oh, after yeah. we, you know, interviewed him and stuff like that. And then it's like the instant I hear, I'm like, it sounds like <laughs> like the sound. Yeah, like that's, that's one of my favorite feelings is being able to recognize the composer. He's got a very distinct I, sound. Yeah, I, it's very similar to how we can kind of be like, this sounds like a Kevin Pankin tune, and it's like, oh yeah, it is. Tatsuya Kato. Like, yeah, I think the moment I had was yes. when it was like the the Chainsaw Man trailer, where I was, where it was just that distinct, oh my God. like screeching noise that was like in my head, and I was like, "Wait, this is like filling me with dread." And I'm like, "Is this Ushio?" And I looked, I was like, "Yep, it's Kensuke Ushio." <laughs> oh yeah, he's working on Chainsaw Man. Yeah, that's yeah, right. with Chainsaw my, Man coming up. My too. my story was from the very first Doctor Stone trailer I watched, and I'm like, "This sounds like really like." beautiful and like cinematic and like strings and stuff and i'm like it vaguely reminds me of the starlight ost and then it was kato tatsuya after all oh my gosh that's he has very distinctive flute parts if i remember correctly and yeah violin. that is something i yeah. part all the time oh, not violin, um, so, strings quacks and my favorite composer collectively is uh, kato tatsuya kato tatsuya and how that interaction came about would be another time it was really hilarious yeah <laughs> um but yeah, that's I'm excited for this one. I haven't watched it. I'm gonna watch it tonight too. But yeah, I, just the list of people involved. It's it's very impressive. And honestly, I would I would also say personally, the Sakura blog people saying that this is a huge error shift for animation. As for Kyoto Animation Sensor, I don't think it's a 
hyperbole, it, it really looks like something significant is about to happen. Oh, yeah. And they made a note that uh, basically she had said before that she essentially like had no intention of ever leaving Kyoto Animation. Because this, like, this is the only place that she knew. She was mentored here. And um, and on top of the fact that Kyoto Animation does have a really, really unique uh, u- unique uh, part of retaining their animators and their employees for a very long time. And the article says, like, 10 years, which is extremely long in the animation industry. Very. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the fact that she was leaving you know obviously did have a huge shock when it was revealed because because of the fact that she has stated so often like i'm never like i have no intention of ever leaving this production but that being said once again a lot of things have changed in the past few years especially regarding kyoto animation so yeah it doesn't matter it doesn't matter why she left because wherever she goes i'm sure she's gonna thrive and she has such an artistic and magical touch to all the projects that she works on. I, I, I can already feel it with this first episode. Obviously, you never know with anime, you know, the amount of times that we've had anime we really love that starts to go downhill later, unfortunately, or have, have quite a bit of a list. But I do sincerely want to believe that this is just so solid from the start to the finish because the first episode just made me fall head over heels in love. Am I the only one who watched it? <laughs> yep. Sounds I like think so, it. because it just they came out of nowhere. It. it just came Again. out. I had no sign. Yeah. Yeah, I really want to watch it, and I'll watch anything with Science Saru. Um, yeah, it's 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 because right now a lot of us are in an anime-watching slump, Gracie. I think I don't know if you're aware, but our weekly Odd Taxi sessions, as well as me watching uh, episodes of Yudu Camp while I eat lunch, that's all the anime that watching I've been yeah, this is This like, is like the first, first taste of culture that we've gotten in the culture cultureless landscape of this season, so now I'm just, <laughs> wow. I am so ready. That is what about Sonny Boy? So, okay, so Thursdays are great, because it's Sunny Boy and Higurashi for me, like, those and are And Aquatope, really, by the and, way. And, uh, Aquatope, I'm not gonna say I hate it because I don't hate it. I don't dislike it. I actually do like it. I'm just I'm just bored of Akuto. That's why I'm just like. How yeah. much did you even watch? Not enough. Like not enough to have like like. That's, well, no, because I, I, mean, I think I think in many ways like you can get a pretty good read on it early on. I'm just curious how much you did watch. Probably like the first three. I think I want to say like it, it, yeah. It's a slow brew. The show I, is. A slow I, brew. I think yeah. that's kind of valid. Like if if you weren't feeling it. Yeah, episodes, I, yeah, like, Nick, Nick it, like it's totally. I also have anime that I just don't click with and it's like i i see i can see objectively like why this anime is good and i can understand completely why other people love it it's just not my thing to click with yeah. me so it could mm-hmm. be that case and that's totally and fine. that's an important <laughs> distinction yeah yeah anime can be good and not for you and anime can be for you and also bad yes <laughs> a lot of anime is for me and also bad <laughs> yeah <laughs> So I don't want to get too far from one of the initial points that Quack brought up, but he mentioned Blue Period, which that's one of his notes here. Oh, yes. Blue Period. Yeah. So this is also, I wouldn't say in in a way it's kind of industry groundbreaking because Netflix is finally breaking out its mold from what it's built its reputation for the last Yay. couple of years. The walls have fallen. Prison break. We're no longer in Netflix jail. Um, we got confirmation the last... Uh, last week that blue period will be released weekly on netflix in november it is coming out a week after japan which is still a bit of a delay but honestly eh, huge significant mm-hmm. yeah same i know some people are gonna be like har har fidelity but the fact that they're finally breaking this is really exciting and then they just announced a couple days ago that komi can't communicate will also be released weekly that is on a two-week delay um but we'll see how that works out too well, and then they also announced that they're doing like a bunch of extra subtitles and dubbing for that show, which yeah, well, may factor into the two week delay. Yes, that's that's the thing too. Netflix typically always announce in their PRs that they're doing you know doing this mass release with with subtitles and these different languages as well too. Um, so it's nothing different than they've done with like Shaman King and Eden Zero, which came out later this year after that's, its that's the thing counterpart. Is, is that um, historically the reason why things have been in Netflix jail is because. Netflix likes to release everything completely, like Correct. with subs and also with dubs. So they wait till the whole thing's out and they wait till their dub for it is done and then they release all of it. Correct. And that's the thing with Comey Can Community. The fact that that's two week versus Blue Periods is just one week. I, I mean, I, maybe that's a production thing, 
but not you know production for animes don't always go smoothly if you as we've if you watch your Baco, you know things can go to hell real fast so if you watched wonder egg priority or that too oh my God. <laughs> the real, the real example uh, i was gonna say if you watched episode six of golden boy which is about making an anime when we save anime <laughs> golden go. boy literally saved anime yeah, absolutely but nonetheless this is really exciting um because it's also great for us we don't have to put these shows into netflix jail where we don't include it in the charts because you can't watch it legally outside of japan so for us to finally have these shows be ha- have a chance in the chart is really exciting because I know there's high expectations for Komi Can't Communicate. Um, and then JoJo's, now it's an interesting one. They haven't yeah. officially announced many release window for that, but the, ja- the Netflix Media Center has listed JoJo as monthly. We don't know what that means. Like, is it monthly for one episode moving forward or are they doing a drop in December, and then we're going to get weekly in January because Netflix is getting an early streaming window for JoJo's based on what it looks like, and then the Japanese broadcast will begin. Or at least that's what the hinted note. Nothing is, is confirmed for that, but alas, we'll just see. It, there's still a lot of uh, TBDs in the air and a lot of uh, yeah. information we just don't know um, right now. So, so there's basically... I mean, if it's... Oh, you go. You go. Now, if it's monthly, I mean, even... I, I, I hope it's more... If it's, you know... When I hear monthly, I think like, okay, a thing is going to happen every month. And I hope it's more than just one episode. I hope they release like little batches of it. But even then, that's still good at kind of preserving hype. Because, uh, for example, we were talking about it earlier. Like, me- today's menu for the Emiya family, like Emiya Gohan. That was one episode a month. And, you know, people got excited for it at the beginning of... Uh, okay. Um, it, we just need to, like, you know, it, it's nice to look forward to something every month. It's like, oh boy, it's the first. It's time for a new a new batch of shows. And even if, you know, somebody binges, like, three or four episodes that come out at the beginning of the month, it means that every month there gets to be a little bit more JoJo's hype because it's, like, time for this again. As opposed to the common complaint when it comes to Netflix jail, batch releases, which is, like, everything at once. And everybody watches it. Everybody thinks it's really cool for, like, three days. And then everybody stops talking about it. I think exactly. something so. that could also be kind of fun about it is, like, one thing that can be, like, very exciting about the Weekly Watch, but also so frustrating, is multi-part cliffhangers. Oh, yeah, but, like, episode, like, so-and-so, and, part yeah, one, it's JoJo's like, oh, is on. notorious for, like, yeah, part one, part two or something, but if we get little batches, it's like, oh, nice, I get a nice little movie and, like, a contained arc every yeah. release. Hopefully. That, that is actually a really good point. Yeah, exactly. I mean, we... It, Fingers crossed, but the dark side of that is if, like, the numbering gets weird, and we get, like, part one or something, watch part two next month. Yeah, I was about <laughs> to say, because, like, for, for for JoJo's, they're doing a one-month cadence, whereas Blue Period is a week, and then Komi-san, they said, what, two weeks or something? Depending on it's how long weekly, I think the delay... Oh, okay, I see. Depending on how much the ba- if they're going to do a batch or weekly release, it could be like really bad for a monthly thing. Like, a be careful what you wish for for this Netflix jail because I'm imagining it's a month that rolls by. I watch all four episodes immediately, like gorge myself on this new anime, and now I'm just like, all right, now I have now now, now right. I wait for like yeah for it's thirty like, days instead of like six days. Like with yeah, the it's like JoJo's release. only going to be a hot topic one week of the month. Which is kind of sad yeah, because it used to be it being was like a hot the, topic for one week of the year. That that is very true. Well, I mean, it was called JoJo Fridays for a reason. You know, people. people oh yeah. man, that. you're right. It's not the same without JoJo Friday. <laughs> it's JoJo uh, first day of the month. <laughs> oh, it, maybe it'll be on it. the fifteenth, so it can be JoJo, given up for JoJo's, day fifteen. JoJo fifteenth. <laughs> yeah. There's a, a fantastic Twitter account is give it up for day 15. I encourage you to look it up. <laughs> okay. But yeah, a lot of Netflix news, which is very exciting. Uh, Wait, today's the 15th. Sorry. Can that just be like, can that be the title? Give it up for day 15. <laughs> yeah, that'll be the title. Minus two or three months. No, so it's, let it's me fine. just give it up. link this tweet in the old chat. There we go. I don't know when you can just throw it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll include that too. There's gonna be like five or six different links going on in the podcast description, and I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of the podcast description, 
we encourage you to listen to the podcast. And I mean, if you're already <laughs> listening now, then congratulations. I was like, I hope they are right now. <laughs> um, but I feel like, you know, we've kind of, we've run out the clock here and we've covered most of our topics. So I'd like to formally thank you as the new host of the Anime Trending Podcast. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode where I, I feel like I've said this a bunch of different times. We're trying something new. And by trying something new, I mean I'm going to try to make it work until I die because you can you can make me not host when I'm dead and buried. Um, but thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, please remember to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast. So whether that be Podbean or Spotify or, uh, you know, put the podcast app on your Apple device. Uh, review us on the Apple Podcasts app. You know, give us give us those sweet five stars if you think that we deserve it. Um, it really actually does help us because, you know, algorithms, engagement, that kind of stuff. And, uh, you know, thanks to our editor, uh, Bruno, who's been fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. I've enjoyed just fantastic work. I know I used to edit this, but I was also kind of garbage at it. So 10 out of 10. Uh, and if you are interested in updates for the podcast, if you want to make sure that you never miss an episode, you should follow our Twitter. The podcast has its own Twitter account, which is at AnnieTrends underscore podcast. And I'll link the Twitter in the podcast description as well. Right now, it's mostly just kind of announcements about uh, when new episodes go up. But I am also in charge of the Twitter. And so if you have any questions for the podcast, you should ask them there. Uh, if you have any comments, if you have any recommendations for what we should listen to, uh, just just message us or reply to one of our, uh, reply to one of our tweets. Uh, I... I would love to chat with you as opposed to just this one-way interface of me recording stuff and then talking at y'all. So, again, thank you so much for listening, and we look forward to seeing you next episode. Bye. 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 Thank you. Yeah, so everybody say goodbye now. Thanks, yeah, I, 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 have a, I have a story to watch now. Give it up for day 15. Yeah. <laughs> Give it up for day 15. We gotta go watch Heike's story now. Thanks so much, everybody. We'll see you next time.